This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Afraid of Commitment. That's right. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the real reason for your fear of commitment, and how to break up with someone you love. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including a listener who is afraid of relationships and another who is attempting a long-distance relationship without a DTR. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? So Ian and I What is a DTR? Define the relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. An, an LDR without a DTR. An LDR without a DTR. Long distance relationship without a define the relationship. Got it, got it, got it. Um, yeah, very difficult. I don't know. I just like forgot off. for a second. I was like, the acronyms. There's just so it? many. There's so many to keep up with. No. Uh, so, oh, what's going on in my week? Ian and I are in the midst of registering for things for our bridal shower oh my god two wedding updates in in a row two weeks wow okay i'm excited so blessed what are you is is ian involved in the registry because nick was literally like register for whatever you want i don't care and i was like cool and it was like i just got to go shopping well listen ian has so many opinions so many opinions well he did work in a kitchen so he probably has you know good advice and opinions about like cooking things yes he has very strong opinions on like pots and pans and what the right pots and, and you pans don't care are, about whatever. that shit i mean i care about like aesthetically what they look like like how they will look in my kitchen but in terms of like you know their their usefulness i feel like I you're more that up to him you're if i had to guess you're more design and he's yeah. and he's more functionality yes and we're trying to find the middle ground there and we're struggling a little bit um but the real thing that we have been butting heads about is uh he wants to only register for kind of more practical things whereas i'm like this is you know i want to register for the practical things but then this is also a time where we can register for things that we wouldn't normally buy ourselves a hundred percent like fun little things so like but every single thing is like pulling teeth like i was like what about a panini press and ian was like we're not going to use a panini press and i was like i don't care if i make a panini once a year i want a panini press so like then i have to like be like okay i'll remove this thing to add the panini press to make him happy wait why do you have to you 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 know you can put like endless things and it's up to it's up to the universe what you end up with. Right. But his thing is like, okay, but what if we wind up with all the things that we don't need and nobody gets us the things that we do you need? You can't control that. You, exactly. You I can't like con- leaving it to fate. You can't control that. You have to leave it to fate. You should just register for a ton of shit. So you just need to tell Ian, Ian, put everything you want on there and then I'm going to add the stuff that I want. And like, that's it. And like, if Aunt Gertie wants to get me my panini press and like Laura wants to get me the like, well, I'm already going to get you the Roomba if you let me. And <laughs> I, then, yes. and then you know, Laura wants to buy me this like weird Moroccan vase thing that, you know, whatever, we'll put out once a year when we do a dinner party. Like, great. Yeah. You should just get to put whatever you want on there. I think that he just, because he is a man, he's never been to a shower. And I keep being like, you don't understand how showers work. <laughs> 
like, they're not that complicated. I understand. And I'm like, no, you don't. Because it's all about this kind of shit. It's all about panini presses. It is. Nobody wants to get you the boring stuff. I mean, like, I, I've done that before. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get you, like, the comforter that you want. But, like, that's not as fun as getting someone, like, like, I remember my, my friend Maddie, she got me literally, like, she spent way more than she probably wanted to, but she was like, oh my God, your registry is so fun, Laura. Everything is so cute. And then she bought me like these gorgeous Michael Amram, like candlestick holders and like all this like really fun gold stuff that looked like it was from Mars and like outer space. And she right. got me like the whole line of it because she's like, your registry is fun. Like people want to buy you the fun stuff that like looks really cool. And they're like, oh my God, how did you find this? Like, where did you find this? That's the stuff people have fun buying for you also you got to tell ian nothing pisses people off more than like going onto a registry and having like five things to choose from <gasps> i completely so agree if he's trying to pick like let's say you're inviting 100 people to your wedding if he's trying to pick 100 things and so that he gets like exactly you know everything on the list for the exact amount of guests like that's gonna piss guests off so much i sent him an article from the knot which was like, you know, registry do's and don'ts. And it said to over-register for that exact reason. You need to way over-register. So, you know, I cite my my, uh, I my like beliefs. That. I like that you do like research. But yeah. Uh, but one little funny anecdote. I was actually just at a bridal shower and I was sitting across the table from my 16-year-old cousin. And she was like, why are people like, like the bride opened like pillows and everybody was like, oh, and like clapping. And she was like, why are people clapping over pillows? And I was like, Wait till you turn 30. <laughs> Pillows get super exciting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is why we just referred to a panini press as a fun gift. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't quite register, I think, when you're early 20s and younger. Yeah. I mean, even for me, panini press isn't really – I don't consider that fun. I, I find, like, the fun stuff is, like – the vases and like the designy yeah. things, which I think you would have fun doing. Well, yeah. I mean, we are, somebody already sent us our first registry gift, even though our registry wasn't actually like, you know, for public consumption yet. I had just privately done it, but it was like publicly public. available if you uh, search our name. And I had registered for a pineapple shaped wicker laundry hamper. See, people are excited to get that weird shit. And, and then it arrived at our door and Ian was like, what are we going to do with this giant pineapple? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, but we're keeping it. So, uh, so and good. the truth is we don't have room for it, but I love it. I love waking up and seeing my pineapple every morning. Love it. Yeah. Uh, what, how's your week been? Okay. So yesterday I went to a Saqqara Circle Summit. Which we do commercials for Sakara. You're you're a big fan because I reached out to them and was like, yeah. "I'm obsessed with your brand. How can I get more involved?" And then and then they gave me a code to like give to our listeners, which is XO Laura, like XO, like you know, kisses and hugs, like XO Laura. Oh, okay, I think it's you like twenty percent off. So Sakara is this like you know uh, plant based meal delivery service, and it's just changed my life because. It made me like really healthy. And then when I got sick, um, you know, they basically told me like the only reason you were able to fight this infection was because you were so healthy and, and like and young. Mm -hmm. And then when I was like recovering from getting sick, um, I feel like I rebounded pretty quickly. I had like some trouble after surgery, but I rebounded pretty quickly because I was eating all this healthy food. Anyways, also like my hair is better. People are always commenting on like my skin. I don't get like acne really anymore. My hair is better. Anyways, I've just noticed so many, you know, improvements in my life and I drink the like beauty water and I drink the chlorophyll water at nights to like detoxify and I eat their like little chocolate pyramids and I do the meal plan. Anyways, I'm obsessed. So I reached out to them and they they gave me this code for our listeners 
And then they invited me to like a summit. And Nick and I told Nick, I was like, Nick, I'm going to a summit. He's like, this is sounds like a cult. It it does. <laughs> and he's like, whatever, whatever you want to do. So I go to the summit and it was basically like the founders who I follow on Instagram and have like total girl crushes on, Whitney and Danielle. Danielle and I, like our babies were born on the same day. So I feel oh, like wow. a big connection with Danielle. Mm-hmm. And she was like so sweet and nice. So she just talked about the brand and how it changed their life and then talked about all of like the philosophies of Saqqara and like how and then the science behind it of how plants and like eating this way with all of like the pill whatever I can't remember it all but like nine pillars whatever and it helps with like degenerative diseases and like if you have skin problems and like or depression anxiety like a lot of that might just be what they call like a gut problem so um if you're like gut and bacteria in your gut is off that can affect your hormones which can affect your mood and your anxiety and like you know it cleared up their acne and whatever all and like all these people were standing up telling their like Sakara story which I feel oh, wow. like I'm like an Avon lady right now but I'm a little bit I, I sound like a psychopath but whatever I'm just gonna tell you my experience yesterday but better so, better for you so, arguably than Avon I would say yeah for sure so, so. everyone was talking about how there's like story of how it like helped their health and there are all these different stories and I talked about like recovering from this like appendicitis episode where I had this crazy infection and how many people were there like 30 okay so I was very like moved by it all by it all and just and so I came back and Nick's like how did it go I was like I was like oh it's great and he goes um he asked the same question like how many people were there like who were they I was like just other people living the Saqqara life (laughs) and he was like do you understand the way you're talking about this sounds like a cult he's like Nick I know it's very culty and but it is a lifestyle and they, they don't like to call themselves a meal delivery service even though like they're like they talk about it that this is a lifestyle like choosing to be healthy and care about your like mental and physical health and body and like longevity and all these things is like a choice and like even if you don't do the meal delivery service you can just like use their recipes they have a cookbook like you can do it on your own mm-hmm. um but like it's people living the sky life and he was like oh my god I can't with you and but okay, so all that to say is I was very moved yesterday and it just like made me commit more to like, I was already, I mean, I'm, I don't think I could commit. The summit worked. I don't think I could commit anymore because I eat the bars, I drink the special waters, I eat the chocolates, I do the meal delivery, whatever. But Alzheimer's, which is a degenerative disease, it, it like, it runs in Nick's family and I want him to live the Sakara life because I want him to live forever and I don't ever want him to forget who I am. I mean, they and can't legitimately claim that eating their bars fuck no. pre- prevents Alzheimer's. No, God, no. <laughs> and I'm not doing that on the podcast, I hope. But but like, but there are studies, like you can read them in the right. New York Times that say like that, that the way you eat can help prevent degenerative sure. diseases. And like Whitney English who is uh like a good friend of ours who's a nutritionist like that's her whole thing is like yes diet can affect eating mostly plant-based helps degenerative diseases Mm -hmm. like that there's a direct correlation with that and like nick mostly eats just like bread and cheese and so i'm very concerned and he does does he have to live the sakara life no he could have nothing to do with sakara but like do i want him to eat more vegetables and plants and like live a healthier lifestyle nick doesn't eat vegetables no all he drinks is like he drinks soylent which oh. is like basically like slim fast. That's like branded better. Why does he do that? Because he's like doesn't like to like go get food. So he drinks soylent bread and cheese. I swear to God, that's like all he eats. Okay. So 
you and we always say that like Ian and I are the same and like you and Nick are the same. So I'm clearly like maybe a little obsessed with this like Saqqara <laughs> lifestyle and brand and like this particular brand because I also like convenience. And so I like that it just the meals are already there and sometimes I'll cook the recipes myself. I'm I'm like deep into the Saqqara cult. I don't need Nick to be deep into the Saqqara cult. I just want him to take some of the information that I'm learning from like reading more about right. it and reading their book and going to their summits and like becoming more very invested in my health, especially after this crazy health episode that I went to went through where I like almost died. And and I want him to to be healthier. So as someone who is like similar to him, I don't need him to have anything to do with Sakara, but I want him to be healthier. What can I do? Oh man. Well, I, I listen, I think people's diets are so personal and like I can say that like when people try and like push their ideas of what I should be eating onto me, it's like definitely like frustrating and upsetting to me because like I know my body best. But I, 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 I agree with that so much. And it would be different if he was eating like Popeye's chicken sandwiches every day. That's true. And like his doctor was like, you know, intervening and being like, yo, you're very unhealthy. Um, but I think that, I mean, I don't know about this Soylent business that he's doing. I have my, I have my suspicions about that. I, yeah, I don't know that much about Soylent. It's like, let me see. Let me like Google what it says. It's it's like complete meal in a bottle with 20 grams of plant protein and 36 essential nutrients. So (laughs) plant protein's good. Like it doesn't sound like that bad. It's just not fresh vegetables. I think there's like a difference, you know, I don't think Soylent's horrible. Um, yeah. I don't think Nick's at a point where he needs like an intervention. No, no. But like I get, you know, you can like encourage him to just, you know, have a bar, eat a vegetable, whatever. But by like by modeling it just by me living the lifestyle. Sure. Off. I mean, I have noticed that like he eats less meat mm-hmm. being around me. If we go to restaurants, he'll usually order the fish option because, you know, then I can have a bite of it. Yeah. Because um, like I said, like I do eat mostly plant based, but I'm also not I'm not very like crazy strict I'm very strict that I don't eat I don't eat meat or chicken um but like I'll have cheese every now and then and like I do love like you know fish Mm -hmm. I eat like I'm I guess vegan even though I hate the word I don't love the word vegan because Oreos are vegan there's a lot of bad food that is vegan so like plant-based is like a signal of like a health it's like the healthy version of veganism a little bit okay but I'm like I follow Whitney's which is you know uh, you don't you don't have to be like all or nothing because you know all or nothing is kind of uh, she explains it better like extreme and could and could be like you know diety or like um you know body issue like she she worries about that so I'm like predominantly plant based I follow like gotcha. what Whitney is but um I have noticed I've had an effect on him but as yeah as somebody that's very similar personality wise yeah. Nick would you just say like like doing it. And not not saying anything. I think that like it's I feel like Nick has probably like definitely made huge strides in adapting to like uh, his, his adapting his lifestyle in a way that like works with yours, like cutting out mostly meat. Because I know like me, Nick probably enjoys a little meat. He does. Every now and then. Totally. So, like, and I don't definitely... ever say anything because I'm like, yeah. you order what you want. I don't want to put my beliefs on you. But I but then I do want to put my beliefs on on him a little bit because I He's my husband and I feel a little responsibility to have him like help him live right. a long time. But like I said, he's not eating like garbage 
really. No. Yeah, he's eating good. So like, and or I he's don't, eating fine. I he's would eating say. fine, and I really don't think that you can like, you know, vegans get cancer. People that eat Oreos every oh my day God, of live course. forever. So like, I don't think you can outrun things. You can do. You can be strategic, and you can be smart about what you consume and whatever. But like. I don't know. I think he just needs to do what's best for him. And like, you shouldn't, don't feel like, oh my God, Nick's going to get Alzheimer's if he doesn't do this thing, because that's, that's not necessarily true. I knew that if I talked to you, you would give me a balanced approach and balanced advice. And you always, you always do. You never let me down. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me of all this. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. You can make it yourself easily, create a website all by yourself. It's so easy that I just keep on creating different websites. My You're very addicted. Fir- I'm totally addicted. The first one I ever created was laurelane.com. Ever since I like randomly, accidentally tweeted at, I thought I was tweeting at Alec Baldwin. Don't ask me why <laughs> I was tweeting at Alec Baldwin. And I accidentally tweeted at Alex Baldwin, who is has nothing to do with Alec Baldwin. Alex Baldwin is like in the tech world, living up in San Francisco. And he messaged me and was like, hey, I'm not Alec Baldwin. Also, I checked out your website and like it is really janky. You need to change it. <laughs> and he was like, try this new company called Squarespace. So I was early to the Squarespace and now I haven't stopped. Now we have this is why you're single show.com. My new sketch show, I have feminist fairy tales book.com because it's going to be a book out March 10th mm-hmm. <laughs> and Angela you have your website I do angelasparrow.com and really in a way we owe it all to Alex Baldwin yep exactly <laughs> indirectly <laughs> um so yeah it's great if you're really any kind of creative person if you're a writer or podcaster an artist but also if you have a business if you cut hair if you do makeup if you're a travel agent, um, a real estate agent, pretty much anything, a photographer, Squarespace websites are wonderful for displaying your work. Makes you look legit. They make you look legit. Um, they're, they have beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers. They have analytics that help you grow in real time. So you know, like, you know, who's going to what page and all that stuff. And plus 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you out if you get a little confused, which happens. Go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use our offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Well, I found the perfect article for this week's theme, which is about being afraid of commitment. Uh, this was, we actually just did an, uh, an article from this website last week and we're doing them this week because I just found it and I really like it. It's Swipe Life, the Tinder blog. Um, they they said, what's really behind your fear of commitment? And this is by Candace Jalili. Um, and she says, it's happened to everyone. A relationship is going well and then ends abruptly due to one person's, quote, fear of commitment, even though they might say they really like you, they're just afraid of committing to you. And it kind of, it can be jarring as the other person. You're like, are they telling the truth? Like if they liked me, they would just be with me, right? Like why would they be afraid of committing to me? But sometimes it maybe has nothing to do with you. It's like their past baggage or how relationships were modeled by their parents, I would guess. Yeah. So... The she does say she spoke to this um, psychologist and relationship relationship expert named Nilu Darsh um, Dardashti. 
I want to say that correctly, Dardashti. Um, so she says that when you have that feeling where you're like, if you like me, you would commit to me, that feeling is actually often correct. She says a lot of the time when people say they just don't want something serious, it's actually that the person isn't right for them. Oh, fuck. So it's like everyone's worst nightmare. <laughs> that like, you're like, they're like, it's not you, but it is. But I guess, you know, you don't want to tell somebody it is them because that's just mean. But I also think people believe, like a lot of people will go through through life and like go through relationships being like I have a fear of a commitment I have a fear of commitment but it's actually about other you haven't things. found the right person um, so they said the fear of commitment would have to be like really really strong in order for that to be the true reason why why something doesn't happen so like when you find the, you. I mean like look at George Clooney yeah like he didn't want to be committed and it's like I'm not getting up. married and then like he meets fucking Amal Clooney it's like yeah of course like whatever other people you were dating they just weren't right for you you were dating just like hot people that you didn't have an intellectual connection with and then you meet Amal Clooney who intellectually challenges you it has like an impressive resume and like her own established career totally separate from your world and and then you're like oh I need to lock this down I I found the right person and that's yeah just like goes to show you that like anybody can change if they meet the right person exactly it's a combination of working out your own personal shit that's making you think you have this fear of commitment and then also yeah, getting to that point in your life where you're ready to meet the right person and then the right person comes along. Many factors. So she says, um, we do all have like a fear of commitment to some degree. And when the fear is presenting itself more strongly, the key to overcoming it is understanding why it's there. So a few reasons why this like feeling of a fear of commitment to be there are fear of rejection, mm-hmm. fear of distraction, fear of giving up your independence. Fear of moving on from a past relationship, fear of missing out from the dating pool, and fear of something else that isn't any of those things. So, so the fear like, of missing out from the dating pool is is the idea that you think like there's always somebody better around the corner. Right. It's They said if you run away from commitment because of FOMO, you just may not be ready for a relationship. That's not bad as long as you're honest with yourself and others. The others part is pretty important because you might be going around hooking up with people and being, you know, like acting relationshipy but not wanting a relationship and that confuses the other party. Totally. Um, so, and then the, something else they said, um, if none of the other things sound applicable to you, they suggest asking yourself what it is that you're afraid of happening. Once you do commit to someone, the best place to explore it, this question isn't therapy. If traditional therapy isn't for you, they suggest trying a social anxiety group. Um, and those groups work to teach their members how to have relationships within a safe and structured environment. Love it. Yeah. That's so helpful. And we'll get into that a little more later in the podcast. So I, you want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. I was reading The Cut, which I love from New York Magazine. This is written by Zoe Juanitas, How to Break Up with Someone That You Love. And this is, this is, yeah, this is hard. You know, sometimes you do, you are afraid of commitment. It might be because you realize the person you're with just isn't right for you. Maybe you're taking, she writes, maybe you're taking a job across the country or your partner wants kids and you don't, or you just realize you're better off as friends. Whatever the reason, ending things when you still care deeply about your partner is no easy task. So she interviewed Nilu. Oh, the lady from my article. Oh my God, you're right. I was just about to say, and I was like, (laughs) okay, so apparently, oh my God, that's so funny. I wonder, wow, Nilu. Dardashti is getting a lot of love from This Is Why You're Single today. Shout out to Nilu. This is crazy. So I guess Tinder was interviewing interviewing Nilu. The Cut was interviewing Nilu. We got to get Nilu on the podcast. Yeah. So they interviewed Nilu, a, who 
the relationship coach and workplace psychologist in New York City for advice on how to break up with someone that you love. So here's what Neelu said. Number one, make sure breaking up is really what you want. This seems obvious, but you really have to dig really deep and ask yourself questions like, are you at different life stages? Uh, Is your partner rushing you to move to the next level? Are they a workaholic? Are you feeling insecure about your own career path? Is there something that can be like fixed or is it really just the relationship as a whole? Number two, have an open conversation about your priorities and deal breakers. Uh, As you get older, you realize that compatibility is more than whether you just get along. It means where do you want to live? Does somebody want to be in New York City, the person in California? How much uh, do you do you want to work? You know, that that's a big thing, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you're older. Are children in the cards? So ask yourself about these like fundamental deal breakers early on so you're not blindsided. Once you make the decision to break up, stick with it. You don't want to be a flip-flopper. That's never good because then you, you start to do it. Maybe you get convinced otherwise. Um, and then and then you're going to end up having to do it eventually anyways. Right. And so like just, just cut. You know, If you're ready to make the decision, she says, then it's important to be firm about it and don't do this push or pull with your partner. Number four, accept that it's going to be uncomfortable. There is no easy way to break up. Just do it and prepare yourself for the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Like nobody's like, this is not a conversation anyone wants to have. Right. And what I've always talked about is like when you're the person doing the breaking instead of getting broken up with, you also have that thing of being like, wow, I feel like a bad person. And when you like go out to dinner with your friends, like you're not going to get to like have all the sympathy and like, we're going to take you out for drinks. You went through a breakup. Like that doesn't always happen when you're the one doing the breaking. A hundred percent. But it is, it's still hard for you. Yeah. It's really hard. So it doesn't, those are not reasons to not do it. It's just like why it gets kind of murky. Yeah. And just recognize that. Mm -hmm. Um, then the advice during the breakup, these should be obvious, but break up in person. Don't do it over yeah. text or email. And then answer all of their questions. This is not something that people think about a lot, but they might have a lot of questions and you don't want them to feel like confused and angry. So answer all of their questions and maybe think through like what questions might they have and be prepared. After the breakup, respect their boundaries when it comes to communication. If they say like, don't reach out to me, don't reach out to them. And then rely on your support system, kind of like what Angela said. Your friends might not think that you need support, but you might need to ask for that support. And your community is incredibly powerful. Yes. Do you have any other any things to add? I mean, this is pretty spot on. Yeah, this is actually all really great advice. I really like that she said answer all their questions because I, I'm shocked by like, I've gone through bad breakups, but at the very least, people have let me yell at them. <laughs> oh, I love and, that. And I'm shocked by like, I've had friends go through breakups recently where the other person just disappears after being together for many years. And then there's like questions and like the answers to the questions don't necessarily like, it's nothing like groundbreaking. You're not hearing anything that you didn't necessarily know or it doesn't change things like right. you're still broken up but it just helps you move on like being able to like dialogue with that person I think and realize they might not have the questions in that breakup conversation they might have them a little later uh one question I got while I was breaking up with a guy that I dated right before Nick was we were like on a trip to Europe together that was like the worst trip in the books <laughs> and like anyways I had gone to Paris by myself and was staying in this shit hotel. And then he came to like crash with me after like not booking our hotel, whatever. It was like a whole mm-hmm. hot mess. So we was in the hotel together. We were like, we're deciding to break up. And he goes, I just have one question. I think I maybe said this like on a l- episode a long time ago. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember. Uh, I just want to know. And I'm like, yeah, what can I answer for you? 
uh, how was I in, you know, bed? Oh my God. He wanted to know, like, <laughs> that was just for, priority. he's like, just for like future people. <laughs> and like, it wasn't like that great by any means. Like right. Nick and I are way more compatible. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's like hot and heavy with Nick. And I was just like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, really good. <laughs> like, cause like, I was just so not prepared for that question. Well, it's good. You didn't give him a complex. No. <laughs> forward, but he, I guess. Yeah. He wanted like a, like, I think they call it like a sex it. Like a, yes, <laughs> a sexit interview. On that note, it's time to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best and supports you long term. I love Care Of because it's so easy to have all of your vitamins in a little packet. Just you don't have to open a ton of bottles and you just, you know, open the packet, put it in your mouth throw away the, the little packet it comes in. It's great for travel. Um, you know, they always say to take your vitamins after you eat something. And if you don't eat first thing in the morning, you can just throw it in your bag and then take your vitamins after you have your first meal, whether that's at work or whenever. Yeah. And I love that because as like I always say, somebody who runs late, I love something I can just throw in my purse rather than like, oh my God, I have all these loose pills. What am I going to do with them? I have to look for a Ziploc bag. Like, no, you just have your little packet, throw it in. It couldn't be easier. Um, so... For um, Care Of, Care Of is focused on the quality, science, and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. Care Of's yummy protein powders are made of real ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I love that they have protein powders now. I know. Um, you can. T they have Care Of's quiz helps you find the vitamins and powders that will support your specific health goals this year. Because you like, might not know what they are. Yeah. So like maybe you want to improve your fitness routine or manage your stress. Who couldn't deal with some stress management? So they'll give you the right stuff for your lifestyle. Um, you follow Care Of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. And what you receive is totally up to you. Love it. For 50% off your first Care Of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code THISISY50. That's this is Y and then a five zero. That's 50% off your first Care Of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code THISISY50. We would like to thank our sponsor, HoneyBook. You've done it. Your, your creative passion is now your full-time job. Can you imagine that, Angela? I mean, I kind of can. Our podcast is, well, not our full-time job, but close. Close. Pays your rent. Uh, but maybe you wish someone would have told you how much time drafting proposals, creating contracts, and chasing down payments would take. The good news is HoneyBook can help with all of those tedious admin tasks so you can get back to doing what you love. I can't imagine. I talk. I have all these ideas of businesses I want to start. I want to start like this uh, boutique dog shop, which yes. I don't know, maybe one day I would do it. But the biggest thing stopping me is all the like logistical shit that I wouldn't want to deal with. I want to just be the creative. I don't want to do proposals and contracts or any of this stuff they just talked about. Yeah. And like, I'm like, thank God that there's companies like HoneyBook helping people out. It helps like women entrepreneurs, yes. literally anybody that maybe doesn't want to deal with the logistical stuff that would become overburdened. And then it would stifle their creativity. Um, even though I've never started my own business, I'm obsessed with shows like Shark Tank and The Profit. And what I have found from binge watching those shows is it's never a lack of like creativity or like a good idea. What screws people up from succeeding in their business is that they never take care of the books, like the yes. back end things. People aren't good at that. They need help. 
So if you can't go on the profit and have Marcus Limonis help you out, you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs, or small business owners that want to consolidate services they already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work. They have easy-to-use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. They also have e-signatures and built-in automation to save you time and get you paid faster. Who doesn't love that? Simplify your to-do list and stay in control with HoneyBook. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit. Try HoneyBook.com slash single. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So try out HoneyBook.com slash single for 50% off your first year. That's try HoneyBook.com slash single. All right, Angela, what are you reading in our mailbox? Uh, We got a couple of questions about commitment this week. So first up from Anonymous, she says, long story short, Two months ago, I left Seattle to be an au pair in Ireland. I'm only supposed to be here for a few months, but can stay longer if I want. I met an amazingly sweet Irish guy on Tinder the first week I was here, and we immediately fell for each other. A month later, he wanted me to be his girlfriend, but I freaking panicked at the thought of being someone's girlfriend. I've been single for the last five years and love the casual online dating, hookups, and friends with benefits and the freedom of being single. I told him I don't want to be official just yet. He doesn't know that I'm still having sex with another guy and going on dates every once in a while. However, I do want to commit to him. Doesn't sound like you do. I got to be honest, but she says, I do want to commit to him. I've met uh, his entire family and truly think he is the most kind and genuine guy I've ever met. For some reason, being in a relationship scares the F out of me. I am terrified of being tied down or my feelings changing later and hurting him. What do I do? Um. So yeah, like Angel said, it doesn't feel like you want to commit to him, but you but you don't want to lose him. You want your cake. What's that phrase? Like you want to eat, have your cake and eat it too. Have your cake and eat it too, which is if, which is like a phrase. I understand what it means, but I don't actually get it. Like you're having your cake, but you're eating it. Oh, I guess you yeah. you want to eat the cake, but then you still want it to be a full full cake. Is that it? It is kind of a weird expression because it's a weird you can't expression. eat cake without having it. It's I don't very know. confusing. Basically, you want it all. You want it all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I'm, I want to know, like, what do you think is the... I mean, I guess you've listed some of the things that you think are the worst that's going to happen, which is you're going to hurt him. Okay. Well, that's kind of out of your control. Um, I mean, it's, I guess, not completely out of your control, but mm-hmm. uh, you're worried about being tied down or you're feelings changing later you're worried about like all these like really bad hypotheticals in the future i think you need to stop thinking of every possible scenario um and just living a little bit more in the moment and thinking like okay if you do really like this guy you need to double down on that give it a chance see where it goes and just know that throughout that time you can be transparent and just say to him like hey you know i really like you i want to give this a shot uh, I'm like a little nervous about being in a relationship again and like, but like, let's see where it goes. So you can kind of like commit and keep it open-ended, but yeah, you can't like, you know, if you love casual online dating and like hookups and like, this isn't going to work, but just know you can give it a shot, try it for a few months. And then you can always just say like, Hey, I'm realizing that I, I still kind of want to date around even though I really care about you. And like, you're always, my mom told me when I was moving to New York, Laura, just so you know, you always have the right to change your mind. And I've always tried to keep that in my head for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, 
with a, most decisions, not all, you have the right to change your mind. And so just know you can always change your mind. Yeah, that's I think that is like kind of the crux of the issue here is like you're like, what if what if my feelings change? Well, that could happen. It definitely does happen in a lot of relationships. And then you end the relationship. It's like, I mean, that's just how it works. So if you are interested, pursue it. You're not marrying the guy. You can break up with him. Um, But if, yeah, be honest with yourself about what you're looking for, but also be honest with him. Uh, If you are like sleeping with other people and he doesn't realize it and he like wants to be with you exclusively, I do think you owe him probably a conversation. Totally. So, yeah. All right. What else we got? Um, Next up, we have an email from our listener, Adriana. Adriana writes, I met a guy when studying abroad in Rome five years ago. For the past three years, he has been DMing me to meet up every time he saw that we were both in Rome. And this summer, I finally said yes. Our first date was perfect, and so was our second date. It went so well that after I left for the States, he changed his flight back home from Buffalo to come see me in NYC on my business trip. We, quote, lived together for a, for, uh, for a week, and it was, again, perfect. But once he left for Buffalo, our communication immediately went cold. We were barely talking and texting. He rarely called me baby and sometimes said he missed me. When we talked about us a couple of times, he sometimes hinted at visiting me, but stuck to the same thing. We will figure it out. He does not have a job and is living with his parents, so he can't commit to anything right now because he doesn't know where he will end up. After two weeks of the same pattern, I finally bit the bullet and stupidly bought a crazy expensive flight, almost $500 to fly to Buffalo for the weekend, but he uh, but he did split the cost with oh, me. Okay, that's yeah, nice. That's I was, at good. first I was about to be like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the weekend was again amazing. I met his friends and even his parents, but he did tell me before I went to Buffalo that he will not be visiting me in D.C. anytime soon given his situation. But I learned from his friends that they are all planning weekend getaways over the next few months. Once I returned from Buffalo, our communication went back to being cold. He hasn't dated in a long time and told me he has month-long flings with girls and then moves on from being bored slash lazy. Okay. He, wow. He, yeah. He agreed he wants to stay in touch, but sounds like he is in a weird place in his life and just doesn't want to put the work in. What should I do? Oh, my God. Drop <laughs> this. Drop this dude. Like, God bless him. Like, I'm thinking maybe he means well, but he's not in a good place in his life. He's not ready to date. He doesn't have a job. He is living with his parents. He does not have the confidence within himself. And we always say like, you cannot be in a relationship and like give to someone else if you don't feel confident. And like, I've seen it time and time again with friends that are in bad places with their work or whatever. I mean, it's a totally different scenario if you're with somebody long term and then you lose, you know, you get fired from your job or something and you know, you're, you're there for the other person. It's a totally different thing to try to start a relationship when you're like in a bad place in your life and you just don't have like the confidence let alone a long distance relationship a hundred percent so he's pretty much like told you his pattern with girls and that's probably because he doesn't have the confidence and like feels like you know like oh they're gonna like you know realize i suck because i think he's this guy just has like low confidence because people that do this and like treat girls like this it's it's like them it's the like they don't have like the confidence and so then they treat other people like shit Mm -hmm. and and i think like of course, he was, like, super stoked you came out to Buffalo and put in all that effort. And, like, honestly, I'm surprised he split the cost of your flight with you. And, like, I'm glad that he did. But 
you know, he says he's giving mixed signals. He wants to stay in touch, but then he doesn't. You're right. He's in a weird place in his life. He doesn't want to put in the work. You need to cut your losses and pass this off to like a learning experience and like a fun weekend. And like, I know maybe you feel close because you met his parents and friends. And I'm not saying that this can never happen in like the long future, but like, but like pretend he's out of the picture and just start dating around and looking for somebody else that's in a better place in their life and ready to date and commit to you. Yeah, it's definitely on him to sort it out. You've made the effort. You've made it very clear that you're interested. So I, I think like now he needs to make the next effort. And if he's not doing that, you have to move on. He's also people prioritize what they want to prioritize. And you mentioned that he is planning weekend getaways and putting the money into that, but he doesn't want to put the money into coming to visit you. So that should be a pretty good indicator to you that like being with you is just not his priority right now. For sure. A hundred percent. Move along. Move along. You'll be okay. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny stories that you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise. Paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website, thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into the reason of the week. This week's reason is afraid of commitment. Um, We've talked a lot about it so far. As we discussed above, this can often be about other things that other than commitment um, or like the supposed fear of commitment. Yeah, just like our past person that wrote in, the guy she's dating. It might not be the right time for your relationship, a job, family, recent breakup, whatever. Um, But when you meet the right person and you're in a good place, you're going to want to be with them. And I'm I'm saying you're going to want to be with them if you're looking for a monogamous relationship. Um, that's what this discussion is about. Like, yes. there's people that, um, you know, want to be polyamorous and want to date multiple people, and like we totally support that as long as you're communicate about it with your partners and you're fully respectful in whatever relationship you decide. Uh, when we say you're going to want to be with them, that's if this is what you're looking for. Right, exactly. And actually, one other thing that uh, the article that I read earlier about commitment mentions that we didn't get into, but she did say like one important note is like if you're just getting out of a relationship, uh, it's totally normal to be uh, like quote unquote afraid of commitment. And it's actually in your best interest to avoid relationships like you're doing the smart thing by taking your time jumping back I into love something so like if that's your situation I mean don't let that go that shouldn't go on for years you shouldn't like cite a bad relationship as the reason like you're not going to get into a new relationship you know a year two years down the line but if you're fresh out of it it's totally normal feeling yeah you might have also a lot of like irrational fears like when am I going to get bored blah 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 and like yeah all of that might happen and you also have to keep in mind that relationships are like I don't like a roller coaster because that feels very volatile. That's like Mm an analogy I don't really love. But just know it's like cyclical and like things are going to – you're going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to need to ride out the wave a little bit of like sometimes things are going to be like – you're going to really be on the same page. There's going to be a lot of chemistry. Then there might be a little lull. You might be, you know, really busy with something else. And like, you know, as long as they can be like a constant, you can just be there for each other. Like you might get bored of somebody for a little bit and then hopefully they will come back. And you'll find a way to bring the spark back. And then worst case, like you can always break up with someone. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to give it a, give things a shot if that's what you want. Yeah. And also important to know the difference between a fear of commitment and just not being interested in commitment right now, because I know that like we all think that we should want to be committed and in a monogamous relationship, like we were saying, but maybe that's just not what you want. And it's not a fear that you have. It's just not what you're looking for at this point in your life. So 
yeah. know the difference. If it is an actual fear, if you feel like it's something that you want, but something in you is holding you back from that, then that's something that you do need to do the work to figure out like where that fear is coming from because it's motivated by something. And question yourself. Be like, um, do I feel like I should be in a relationship because that's what society tells me mm-hmm. and what culture tells me I should have? Maybe that's not what I want. Maybe I'm very happy being a bachelor or a bachelorette and just dating around and know that that's okay. Yeah. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week breakdown. So don't feel bad if you're a commitment phobe. Lots of people have irrational fears that they don't quite understand. We are going to quiz Laura's knowledge of other types of phobias in a game we call FOMOBIA. That's the fear of missing out on another phobia. Oh, love I it. I made that up. Okay. Hit me with it. Okay. So you're going to have to guess what this, what this, what these phobias are fears of. So zoophobia. Afraid of animals. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Very good. Okay. Autophobia. Fear of cars. That's actually fear of being alone. Oh. Like I guess like autonomous. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I should have taken the Latin. I know that you would ace this quiz if you took Latin. Um allodoxophobia. Allodoxophobia. Uh fear of the aloe plant. Good guess, but this is actually a fear of other people's opinions, which oh. I think a lot of people. Yeah, I got that. Have, <laughs> uh, but that's why I don't read any of our comments, and Angela reads them all, and then she'll send them to me, and then I'll get really depressed. Right? No, or I'll get really happy if they're right, if they're if nice. They're good if they're nice. Yeah, I don't and most have... most are nice. That's the thing. Ninety nine percent of them are nice. I don't have a fear of opinions. I agree with. <laughs> okay, what, what's next? <laughs> um, papophobia. Fear of paper. Probably what I would have guessed as well, but it's actually a fear of the Pope. Oh, okay. Yes, very specific. Um, nomophobia. I think I have a fear of the Pope. Oh. <laughs> you have papophobia? <laughs> um, nomophobia. Nomophobia. Fear of going to the restaurant, noma. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. This is fear of being without cell phone access, and I genuinely think I have this because oh, yeah. I don't have like connection or like my phone is on 1%. I'm like, oh my God. Of course, especially when I have a baby. I'm like, what if something happens? Yes, we really like, we need our phones, man. Okay, so this final one I picked because it's close to my heart. I def have it. Misophonia. Okay, uh, the fact that you said that you have it <laughs> is, should be a clue to me. Um, misophobia, misophobia. Miss, I mean, FOMO is missing. Is it? Is it FOMO? Is it like the same thing as FOMO? Wait, but that's it's, not my guess. Okay. Don't give me that thumbs down Okay, yet. it's giving you- Miss. <laughs> A phobia, okay, mistletoe, misophobia, fear of. I'm pretty sure to give you a hint, I think you've mentioned that Nick also has this. Nick has a phobia? Oh my God, what the hell could it be? Of course you and Nick have it. You guys are the same we person. share phobias. Out of control. Um, we were born oh, on the same day. Fear. Just a reminder. Okay. Everyone. Fear of like joining any groups or like cults. <laughs> really good guess. That's like the only thing Nick has like a fear of is like why he thinks um, any any like organized religion or organized group. He even thinks like yogas, like anything <laughs> that's remotely like a group. My Sakara circle is a cult to him. I'm like, it's not. It's a health. It, it's just like a. It's it's just a healthy company. Well, that is indeed something that we share. But no, this misophonia is 
fear slash hate slash hatred of sounds such as eating, chewing, loud breathing, or even repeated pen clicking. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mom. I think my parents have that because they always like. Oh, Laura, maybe it's your parents. You're chewing too loud. I know you've mentioned somebody has that. All right. So I think you, Nick me, has me and your parents. Actually, no. You're right. Nick has that too. Because remember when I was pregnant and I was <laughs> yes. recording the podcast and I thought I was breathing normally, but apparently because I had a baby pushing up against my lungs, I was. <laughs> and Nick had his headphones on. He had so his headphones on. Right he was like, Laura, you need ear. to step a foot away from the mic. Like you're breathing too hard into the mic. Yeah. And I was like, this is just how pregnant people breathe. Nick so, and I would right, just right. both not be into ASMR. Oh, yes. And, and you're right. Because if I ever was chewing before the podcast and I was near a mic, he would, his, he was skin would crawl. Yes. I have the same thing. Like I just clench up when I hear like, <laughs> I hate that. No, no, no. All right. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. We just posted a little video of us recording. So yes. You get some behind the scenes. I posted it on my personal too, which is Laura Lane Rad. Yeah, and I posted nothing on my personal, but maybe I will in the future. And I am at Sparadactyl. You can like and subscribe on iTunes as well. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>